0: And then I'll give you one more example. We had another client that was doing, um, I, don't, I don't remember the monthly revenue. I just remember how much they were up, but they were up after after about three months of working on their site structure and just cleaning it up, you know, mobile friendliness, make sure it loads quickly, blah, blah, blah. At that three month mark, when everything kind of kicked in, they were up 150 grand per month in the two months that followed. Wow. Wow. You
1: are now entering a new paradigm.
0: So here is my issue.
1: I wanted to find the answers to life's biggest questions. Things like, how do I become happy and live with purpose? How do I make more money doing what I love? And what does it mean to be truly successful in all areas of life? guys, welcome back to another episode of Think Different Theory. My name is Josh Fority, and we're back, guys. We're back with interviews. It's been, gosh, how long has it been? Over a month for sure, because we had the workshop. We had prep for that. We had two weeks after that. It's been like a month, maybe a month and a half since we've had an interview, maybe even two months. Um, but I told you guys we were back, getting back into the swing of things. We were getting things back up and going. Systems are up in place. The team is here. And today, um, I was like, all right, we got to we gotta make this uh, this interview epic someone, someone we bring back on to kind of kick off the interviews of everything. Let's do something that's like super, super awesome. So quick, quick backstory about, uh, th- this, this next guest of mine on here, he's actually been on the show before, but, um, I started working with him, I don't know, three, four months ago. And, uh, he does SEO, right. And me being in the internet marketing space, right. I, like, yeah, uh, SEO, cool, cool, like whatever. Didn't, like, don't really understand it, right? I was like, yeah, it sounds great if you have, like, I don't know, e-commerce products or, or something like that, like a real business. But, like, you know, <laughs> an internet an internet business, I don't know, is that a, a thing? And so then I start, like, working with him, and I start seeing his results, and I start seeing, like, the screenshots that he's sending over, and then the increases of traffic that he's sending over, and then the thing that all the the data and statistics. And I'm like, okay, this is actually super insane. Like, this is legit. Like we need to, we need to actually sit down and talk about this. So my next guest, we've had him on here before, but uh, Mr. Damon Burton, welcome back today. We're actually going to talk about SEO, like for real, because you blow me away, my man. So welcome back.
0: Thanks, man. I need my cowbell. I should have like got my cowbell before we jumped on,
1: and 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 that way you could be dinging it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. No, yeah, I'm actually super excited, kind of for what you just ended with, because before it, we we met, like we had like a 48 hour whirlwind date, right? We met, and then we jump on the podcast, and we're done. And so, like, podcast number one was, Damon, let's talk about family work life balance. And like, we didn't really talk about SEO. So right. now I'm super excited to actually talk about that magic sauce.
1: Well, I am as well, because it's one of those things where, I don't know, it's like the unsexy thing to talk about for a lot of people, right? Um, where it's like SEO just seems so old school, but then you like actually dig into it, I feel like, and it's like, whoa, well, this is not yeah. old school. Like this skill gets amazing results. Like do you find that a lot.
0: Yeah, it, it's kind of like gone in in a little bit of a way Cause so I've been doing, I've been in you know web design marketing for twenty years, but sp- specifically SEO for thirteen, and so around my 13th, you know, my year one mark, it was SEO as the cool, sexy thing. But then along came Facebook ads and click funnels, and it's like, ooh, there's a new shiny object. So I think it's just there's new shiny objects because SEO is still technical, it's still internet-based. So it's still all those fancy things that you get excited about and like you said, data. So it's like the same mentality, but I don't know if it's just because it's like the OG of marketing, I guess, yeah. in a little bit. So yeah. it kind of gets, you know, le- let, people don't look at it in the lens of the new thing or the sexy or the tech thing as much.
1: Yeah. And I think the other thing is, is that it's like, it's such a, um, like it's a long game, right? Like it's not like you can mm-hmm. just like with a Facebook ad, you like turn it on and it's like traffic. Right. And you're, yeah. I mean, you're paying for it, but it's, it's just on. Right. And with mm-hmm. like funnels, it's, you know, design a beautiful thing in 30 minutes. woohoo! You know what I mean? Like everything mm-hmm. is like now fast. Whereas SEO is much more yeah. of a, like you have to know what you're doing and like have a strategy behind it. And if you do that, it goes really well. But, like, I think a lot of people, I know for me, like, I'm just going to speak from my experience. I look at SEO as, like, one of those things where it's, like, okay, after I'm a million-dollar company, once I've, or, you know, or a multi-million, like, once I've tapped out all other resources, I guess then I can go to SEO. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? But then yeah. I, like, looked at it, and I'm, like, seeing, like, I'm seeing the traffic that you're getting. And, like, okay, I want you to kind of hook us in here. For, the, for those people that yeah. that are, like... SEO like do I do I take the time to listen to this episode type deal like yeah talk to me about specifically why SEO is so amazing and, and like what type of results you've been able to get with it because one of the big differentiation factors that I realized about SEO specifically with what you, when we dove into your stuff was like the people like when you're optimizing for SEO you're optimizing to attract people that are literally searching
0: Mm-hmm. for
1: exactly what it is that you sell. It's not interruption based marketing, it's search based mm-hmm. marketing. So like talk to us about the difference there and like the results that you kind of get with that.
0: Yeah. So let's start with the highlight reels. You know, let's do some statistics. Yeah. So, you know, just this, literally like right before we jumped on the phone call, I got up at 5am. I'm going to do a little video here a little later. I just launched a $500 million brand website. So there's this company, um, brandless.com. I can talk about them now. So they had, uh, they, they got a ton of money from VC. The previous owners, it just didn't work out and they kind of went under um, I'm in touch with the guy that brought him back. So I'm going to give like one example with, with them since it's top of mind. So they salvaged their site, go to turn it back on with the new owners. And all I did was fix some structure items and you know, they had tons of traffic before, but because the site kind of took a dive as everything kind of fell apart, they were down to like 700 visitors a day. Wow. I went in and spent one day, fixed the site structure, reestablished a couple things, went up to 2000 visits within a week and then three th- now it's at about 3000 visitors a day just from fixing a couple site structure items. So, wow. okay. So yay. Yay. Traffic. Okay. Let's talk about dollars. So dollars, I have clients that they've done, you know, small mom, let's start with the mom and pops cause that's a little more realistic and then we'll get into the big boys. So mom and pops clients that have started at 80 grand a year in online sales. Now they do 120, A grand a month in online sales. Wow. And then we have, you know, uh, another company. I won't say who they are because I'll give you some statistics, but they're like real blue collar type industry. And I would have never guessed the sale. They were doing, you know, one to five million bucks a year. And they were up 750 grand within three months of just cleaning up their site structure. And then I'll give you one more example. We had another client that was doing. Um, I don't. I don't remember the monthly revenue. I just remember how much they were up. But they were up after after about three months of working on their site structure and just cleaning it up. You know, mobile friendliness, make sure it loads quickly. Blah blah blah. At that three month mark, when everything kind of kicked in, they were up 150 grand per month in the two months that followed. Wow, wow.
1: Okay. So like real measurable ROI results. Re- I mean, and in the SEO world, relatively quickly. Three months, four, five months, six months. Yeah. Like that, that's relatively relatively quick. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let's kind of talk about the other thing that you said about, okay, say paid ads, you're up. So I'm not the guy that says paid ads suck, or, you know, it's not like zero sum game. I think we touched on that in in the other recording, but you know, if you're driving a return, then there's no reason why you can't do multiple types of internet marketing, but yeah, usually paid ads, you can turn on in a day and, and start measuring the data. But the thing, the pros and cons to that are right. The pros are, you're on and you're fast. But the cons are like you got to burn money to figure it out. Yeah. Or if you want to scale it, you got to burn more money. But with SEO, it's the opposite. The only downside is it takes time. And we can talk about why it takes time as we talk further. But other than that, there's no downside. Like if you do it right, you are investing in your website. Josh, do you know, do you own Facebook? No. Right? So do you own ClickFunnels? No. Right. So you, you're you committing yourself to always funding those sources, but with SEO, you're building up an asset that you own. So you own your website. So as long as you have the patience and the runway to, to put in the work, then it's like the safety net and baseline. And it's way more consistent. I think it's funny that a lot of people will say, well, paid ads is more consistent. OK, I, I get one angle of that. But for me, SEO is more consistent. Once you get over that initial launch and you're starting to drive traffic, it's way more predictable because you don't have to turn your ad budget up and down and turn things off and on. So yeah, you know, usually you're in it at least three to six months, more likely six to 12 months, but it's just total free cash after that. After
1: a, after that initial hump period. Okay. So I, w- I want to dive into that, but really quick, I do want to go back to that highlight real really quick because you've worked with not just mom and pop shops, Give us some like bigger names, bigger revenue numbers, just really quick so that people know like you're legit. You've been in this for 13 years. I've seen the numbers and I'm like, oh my gosh. But like a little bit further.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So I worked with um, Utah Jazz, their retail division team store, Uh, worked with a handful. of The NBA team? Utah Mm -hmm. Jazz? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, a handful of Inc. 5000 companies. Uh, we worked with two clients that have been on Shark Tank. So, yeah, I, I've legit worked on billion dollar websites. I'd say oh. most of our clients are uh, at least in the multi million range. Um, or even if they started smaller, like that one example of 80,000 a month, now doing 120 grand a month, we, we brought them into the, the, the million dollar status.
1: Nice. Okay. Or 80,000 a year,
0: you mean? Yeah. 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 80,000 a year. Now they do 120,000.
1: Okay. Okay. So I want to dive into SEO because I think that there's a lot of, like, I don't think a lot of people know what it is, right? I think we all know like, yay, SEO stands for search engine optimization. We all in theory would like to be at the top of Google. We'd all like to, in theory, outrank all of our competitors so that, you know, we can get more traffic and, you know, things like that. And you kind of showed us some of these numbers here, but like what, Like, what is SEO and why, like, I know you've touched on it a little bit here already, but like, Mm. why does it work? Like, what, what is it that we're ultimately doing with SEO and like from a, from a 30,000 foot, or even if you want to go a little bit more tactical, 10,000 foot level, right? Like what, like what makes SEO so powerful? What is it, what is it that we're actually trying to do or, or accomplish when we do SEO?
0: Yeah, so the 30,000 foot is SEO stands for search engine optimization. So the goal is to show up higher on Google and other search engines for words that you can monetize, but without paying for ads. All right, so then the 10,000 foot view is two categories category number one is what you do on your website category number two is what you do external to your website so category category number one is is your website mobile friendly is it intuitive is there a clear call to action does it have quick page speed you know the page speed is a good example of what you're really doing is building a relationship and trust with Google because if you go with to a Google. website yeah okay, yeah with, with search engines in general yeah okay. we're just gonna say Google because okay, okay, okay. because they're oh, all right Google, right so. right but, but what you do applies to... I mean, it's not like you optimize your website for Google. You optimize it for good experience across the board and then... Just search different search engines have uh, way things differently at different times, but your whole the concept is applicable to every search engine. Gotcha. Okay. So um, in that first category, when we're talking about building trust and a relationship with Google, a good example that's fairly simplistic is page speed. So anybody listening, you go to a website and it loads slowly, you're going to bounce, you know, chance, the longer it takes, the more likely you are to leave. So Google basically says treat us like a customer. So you just wanna make Google look good. So the faster your website loads, then Google's gonna say, yeah, if we send somebody to that website, that's gonna make us look good. The more intuitive and user friendly and good content your website has when somebody, when if Google sends them to your website and you answer their question, solve their problem or they buy your thing, that makes Google look good. So that category number one is all about user experience, speed and efficiency. Now category number two though, The external credibility is where most of your gains on search engines are going to come from. But you can't really tackle it until you do that first category. So the metaphor I always give is it's like building a house. So when you build a house, you build your foundation. You can't build your walls and put in your furniture and do the pretty paint until the foundation is built. But once it's built you don't really think about it so it's kind of like the same thing so you you lock in your website make it really efficient make it load quickly mobile friendly and then you can kind of not really think about it as much and that's when the external credibility comes into play so are you showing up on other websites are other people talking about you is there a buzz and you know chatter going on because then google it is largely a popularity contest so the more the other websites talk about you or link to you then google says oh that's an external indicator that is less likely to be manipulated hmm. to game the system so we're going to put more trust into that signal and then rank them higher
1: interesting so on page off page on page like once it's kind of set it's it's more or less set unless you're going to make you know updates to your website or right but then once that's set that's when you turn your focus to Off page, which is what I I feel like most people that do SEO focus on off page stuff, or at least they pitch off page stuff,
0: right? That's the, that's the, if there is a sexy part of SEO where we talked about, you know, people don't necessarily deem it sexy these days. That is the sexy wild card that people talk about backlinks and content and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. I want to talk about backlinks, but before I do that, um, I know, and we'll talk about this more later on, but I know you have an SEO training coming up. Where people are, you're teaching people essentially how to do two things, right? Either a go and understand SEO so that they can do it themselves, or go and like educate themselves. So if they hire someone, that they hire the right person, they don't get a bunch of smoke and mirrors. Where tell us a little bit about that, just briefly, and where people can go to check that out.
0: Yeah, so what I've done is I've taken my 13 years and kind of put it into like a mini course, like an outline. So I'm going to do like a five-day workshop, and in that, I'm going to go over exactly what we talked about. So day one is kind of on-page stuff: how do you improve your website's visibility and you know usability? Day number two is okay. What are backlinks? Why do they matter? And then we're going to get into content. And one thing with content is, you know, what do you write and how often do you write about it? So. I'm going to walk through how do you find content that will align with buyer intent instead of just like throwing mud at the wall on the topics. And then I'll kind of, you know, you know, towards the end, I'll recap it all, but that's all my knowledge from, I mean, it's my processes that we use at my company condensed into a workshop. So I'm going to have that on damonburtoncom slash workshop. And then it's, it's a totally free thing. You know, there's no upsell, no credit card, anything. We're just going to do a five day workshop kind of thing. Amazing.
1: Okay, guys, we'll link that down in the description. damonburtoncom slash workshop. Uh, link in the description or link down below. So make sure to go check that out. Okay, backlinks and actually, I think before before we go into to backlinks, talk like I want you to explain to somebody the difference between search based marketing and interruption based marketing because, like, I think especially people in this world of this podcast specifically, we are. Russell Brunson fanboys, right? Like we, we drink yeah. the Kool- Kool-Aid hard. Right? <laughs> There's no question. And which is, which is fine and dandy great. But yeah, you know, I think more of, and, and Russell's a master at traffic, right? Russell's optimizing SEO and he's optimizing paid ads and he's optimizing, like he's doing it all. Right. But the thing that's sexy, the thing that we all hear about is turn on those, one you know, funnel turn, away. Turn, yeah, you're one funnel away, turn <laughs> on that traffic. Right. And it's kind of like, you know, send traffic to it and, and see what happens. And a lot of the ads, a lot of the the things that are, get the attention is like, it is interruption based marketing, right? It's mm-hmm. you're scrolling through your newsfeed and Hey, my name is Russell Brunson and I got this <laughs> thing over here for you. Right? Like it, like, and it's that, that thing. Whereas uh-huh. I think search engine is, or search based marketing is radically different. Why? And like, what's the, what's the big difference for, for you?
0: it's actually super simple to explain the difference so ads versus seo ads you're targeting demographics seo you're targeting intent so just like you said you know people are already looking for this thing and so usually your conversions are higher you know because people are going to search engines and 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 we need to Re- re-emphasize that we're not talking about paid search engine ads either either so you know with paid ads and more so facebook ads because you can literally target demographics but with seo you're targeting intent so what would my customers search to buy my thing where's my audience that wants my thing and so then you optimize your website and your content to show up for when people's type those questions and type those things. So it's a difference of targeting demographics versus targeting buyer intent.
1: Mm. So with Facebook ads, you basically go, and Facebook ads generalized as paid advertising, right? Yeah. Is, hey, I know my customer is a 24 year old male making 50 grand a year, he's probably college educated, he lives in blah, 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 like he's interested in this type of stuff. Or
0: he likes this thing, yeah.
1: Right, so therefore I'm gonna run an ad, where i, you know, hope to get in front of him. I hope to get in front of that person and i hope my ad resonates with that message, right? Yeah. Whereas with SEO, you're you're saying you literally are optimizing your SEO strategy, your off on-page and off-link stuff or off-page stuff, which we'll talk about here in a second. You're mm-hmm. optimizing that so that when i go to Google and i type in, you know, i don't know, i was thinking what i searched hey, for. I'll, last g- guy, I'll give
0: you an example with the Jazz team store. So with, with, if we were running Facebook ads with the jazz team store, then you would target people that like sports pages or people that like the NBA page or people that like, you know, the jazz specifically. And and one thing, one thing that's worth noting is, is that I, I have some people send me a message like, well, that's cool that you did that with the, with the Utah jazz, but you know, don't they just sell their own stuff anyway? Well, no, what's interesting, if you don't know about how NBA teams, you know how when you hear an announcement and they talk about a team in, in just about any sports league and they say the franchise? Yeah. like They are literally franchises. And the reason why I clarify that is because the the Utah Jazz team store isn't the only place to buy Utah Jazz gear. Right. like They are fighting against NBA.com and other franchises. So they actually have a huge level of competition that they're fighting against to sell their own merchandise. So now knowing that now, there are, you know, if you're on paid ads, then then you're going to target intent. So, okay, show my ad if somebody's like the NBA Facebook page or show my ad, like you said, if it's, you know, probably males are more likely to buy it. And so you're trying to identify that audience and then you run an ad, you look at the data, tweak it. Run more ads, burn more cash, look at the data, tweak it more. So eventually, you get there to where you're driving a positive return. But with with SEO, you target the intent. So we would target ranking something like Donovan Mitchell jersey. Like if somebody's searching for a player's name and jersey, they are likely wanting to buy that thing because there's not really a lot of other ways you would search that query. Yeah. Other than wanting to buy the thing.
1: Yeah, I think about that like with Tom Brady's jerseys, right? For me. Yeah. Like I'm a huge Tom Brady fan. He went to the Bucks and I'm like, ugh. And what that the first thing I do, <laughs> you know, I, I type I go to Google and I'm like, do I buy a Tom Brady jersey? All right, let's see. Tom Brady jersey. That's literally what I typed yeah. in. Huh. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that 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 essentially that's the difference is I your through data, I assume, are mm-hmm. are optimizing your websites to show up for a, cust- a very specific type of person or a very specific type of customer when they search something so that when that is searched you're like boom I'm here there. We're, here yeah. we are buy from mine first and so if you can you know there's i don't know one or two or three you know spots where it's like ad 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 but like mm-hmm. if you're anything like me if there's an ad at the top of google I'm like skip skip skip, skip and I go right yeah. I go right to the whoever's at the top right so yep. if I go right to there your goal is to show up at number one or as close to number one as possible for credibility, and that will allow you, in the case of the Utah Jazz Team Store, to be like, okay, listen, they can buy from NBA.com or they could buy from the Utah Jazz Team Store.com, and so if we can show up higher than NBA or if we can get their attention there, then the likeliness that they're going to buy from me because I was the top there, because they went to me first for that specific thing, they're going to buy it there, and off we go to the, the races, essentially.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You bring up a couple of great points so that there can be zero to four paid ads that show up, but you're exactly right. Depend it, most people skip that it's, it's called banner blindness and they look over it. So just think about how much money Google is making. If most people are skipping that and they're still making billions and billions and billions of dollars. So uh, yeah, the, the first three results take up 70% of the click throughs.
1: That's insane. That is, in I read a statistic. Well, there was an article that you, you, because you had written a Forbes article about uh, Mm -hmm. SEO miss that I was actually reading up because I was doing a little bit of research. And there was a a link in there. You talked about some study that came out. And so I went and looked at the study and there was like, it was like Mm. 2016 or 2017. The buyer research? Yeah, in 2017, 73% or 77%, I don't know, something like that. So it's like 72 or 73, in the 70% of all like, searches and all buy is on internet started with an SEO search. And now in yeah. 2020, it's like 93%, like 93% yeah. of all buys online have some form of search engine
0: involvement in the purchase. Like,
1: mm-hmm. I, I
0: was like, that's insane. Like, but, and you even think about it, and and some people might be going, well, yeah, but for most things they just go to Amazon. But here's the thing, A- Amazon is largely their own search engine. You could consider them in some ways. But here's the thing, though, uh, you know, I don't know the exact statistics, but half of the people that go buy something on Amazon still Google it. Right. They're like, where's the thing, and Amazon just comes up.
1: Right. Well, and that's and that's, yeah, because and you can list your own stuff, and I'm not going to go into third party sellers, uh, you know, and, and stuff like that on Amazon as far as that's concerned, but. When, like, I know when going and searching things, like, even if it is on Amazon, like, I'll go do research, right? Like if, shop so, right, exactly. And, like, the, I'm going to buy on Amazon if shipping's better, but that's about it, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, that's crazy, though. Okay, so let's go into the technical side of things. Backlinks and content and, you know, doing keywords or whatever, because... You know, up until I met you and actually started like looking into it, and, and, like you, I, we were on a call and like you were sending me over links, and I'm like searching my website and I'm like, great, I have an F. <laughs> right? He, he 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 gives me this little tool and he's like, see how well your website's performing. And I'm that like, that was so funny. I like, was like, oh, I'm sure it's fine, <laughs> right? We just threw it up, put it in there, and it's like ranking from a to f and i got an f i was like
0: all righty then and then we and then we compared it against like another podcast we're, we're talking about backlinks so, you know you had this many they had like 50 times oh I yeah think you, i think you literally blushed It was there. just like, uh,
1: well because so we, we were comparing thing different theories website to a I, I don't know if competing podcast is the right word but certainly a, a podcast in the same arena right yeah and i think we had an, i don't know it was like 100 or 200 backlinks or something like that like, it, like and then the other one had, like, 7,000 or something like that. And I was like, yeah. well, just <laughs> wonderful. So what are backlinks and, like, how do we – Because, and, and I, I think the point I was getting at here is, like, I, I had heard the terminology of backlinks, right? Like, mm-hmm. in theory, I understood what a backlink was. I didn't understand how it affected my rating. Yeah. And, and number two, like, I didn't understand how you determined – keywords or like what I was going to rank for. Cause I was like, if somebody, mm. if I go and I'm going to use think different theory as an example, right. And mm-hmm. you know, let's say we had products and services, you know, on think different theory, like think different theory is kind of like one of those things where I was like, well, if someone's going to search think different theory, they'll type in to Google think different theory. I don't really have any competitors. No, nobody else right. called think different theory. And you know, you type in think different theory and there I am. Right. But like, then you came along and were like, no, but like you could literally rank think different Theory's website for things that even business if podcasts right right yeah. right that don't even have the word thing. different theory if somebody searches it in and that's when i was like okay like okay so what are you talking about how, how does that work so what are backlinks how how is that determined what do we do there to make those things happen
0: yeah so before i get into po- uh in into backlinks you're talking about your podcast is a great example so when we work with a brand we usually don't optimize for their brand for the reason you just said because if people go and search, think different theory, like they're already going to go to think different theory. So instead you optimize for what you can monetize. So earlier I said, showing up at the top of Google for words, you can monetize. So it's not just to be like, Hey, I'm number one for this thing that nobody searches, or, Hey, I'm number one for this thing that I was already number one. So like in your case, it would be like business podcast, entrepreneur podcast, you know, blah, blah, blah. All right. So what are backlinks backlinks? um, You know, if we actually go way back into Google's time, you know, story backlinks are what really made them the the breakthrough success they were in their initial days so a backlink is when another website hyperlinks to your website now the reason why this was and still is so valuable is because before Google came along all these other search engines would say okay let's use the meta keywords which is like this little snippet of text it's not on the website but it's in the code for search engine to see and it used to say hey mr. search engine this is what I'm about and this is what I hope to rank for and this is what I'm saying that I'm relevant well obviously that got spammed because who wouldn't (laughs) want to shove in every word that they could potentially monetize for in there so then google came along and said well you know that's that's abused pretty pretty well so why don't we look at external factors that are less likely to be manipulated and so that's when backlinks come in because they're like this external vote because if in theory if another website links to you it's because they're going oh that website's good and so then google oh people are talking about it and this is establishing credibility it has these mentions and links and mm-hmm. citations so that's when google came on and said all right that's our biggest weighted factor is external backlinks and then after they came onto the scene their results were more accurate because of that and so then other search engines started to pick them up so that's why they came into the search engine world and why they're valuable now we can you brought up a couple of things like keyword research the process how do you identify what you rank for and then we can actually talk about the process of acquiring backlinks. But why why don't we kind of start with keyword research first, because that's kind of where you want to be at before you start doing backlinks and content, all these things. So as we mentioned, you want to rank for words you can monetize. And so you first have to go, okay, what are the words that have search volume that an audience exists, because that's where I'm going to monetize them. And how do I align those with my product or service? So you can actually rank for something that makes sense instead of like just you know, grasping at right. straws. So first, what you want to do is is I'll give you some free tools. Um, you know, a lot of people are going to be familiar with Google's keyword planner. You can go there, you can punch in whatever. Uh, I call them gut reaction keywords. So what do you feel like you could monetize if you ranked for? Punch that in. It's going to kick you out other examples of similar re- related terms. Mm. Now, what's cool is you can take something like that, then go into another free website called answerthepublic.com. And in there you punch it in and it's going to spit out this like visual chart that says the who, what, when, where, and why of whatever that keyword is. And what that representation is, is what people are already searching on Google. Like that's, that's your audience. That's the, those websites telling you, this is where the audience is. These are the, what people are searching. And you can align your message with this and tap in immediately to an existing audience. So, okay.
1: So based on those two tools that you just said right there, which one was the Google uh, search planner, AdWords planner, Adwords planner. Okay. Keyword Google, planner. Key, Google keywords planner. And then the second one was answer the public. Okay. Uh-huh. So if I go and let's say, I don't know, I'm going to use an example. I think I, I let's have a course, right. And this course, um, I don't know. Let's just use a Facebook ads course, right. I don't know. It's paid ads, but, but um, I have a course. And so I think, okay, cool. I have this Facebook ads course. I want to, I want to do SEO. I want to monetize and uh, a Facebook ads thing. If I go in and type Facebook ads into Google Google keyword planner or or, something similar to that, it's going to spit out a bunch of different phrases that are similar to that, that people are searching around that specific thing, right? Mm -hmm. And then I can take that information. I plug it into the answer to the public. And it's going to tell me the who, what, when, where, and why around those so that you get all of the different searches and all the different questions and everything that people are asking around that specific thing. So essentially- I know, using these two tools, in theory, all of the the similar searches and all of the searches around that are being used on Google right now around the keywords that I put in
0: initially. The the larger share of the searches, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know where where answer the public gets that data and which is also another tool that you can use is you know you go you go to google and you start typing something in and it says hey josh i think you might mean this and then it gives you like a drop down yeah. of five autocomplete suggestions so the answer the public pulls data from places like that or you could just go to google and type that in and look at it and so the reason why those things show up is it says hey josh based on our billions of historical searches usually when somebody starts typing out what you're typing in they want one of these five to 10 things so you probably do And so that is Google just clearly telling you, this is what we get searched the most when people start typing out this keyword.
1: That's crazy. And so then you go, okay, so then, then what do you do with that data?
0: All right, so then we get into content, right? So you can only rank for what... Google can read about your website. And so you need to start building out a content strategy that supports those keyword targets. So actually let me go back one step before you start building out the content, you need to kind of qualify those words because you don't want to rank for just anything. You want to rank for things that you immediately offer. And so you can convert those because the other problem that happens is even if you do rank for something that's slightly off topic, then, as the people come to your website, they're going to go, "Oh, I didn't find the thing that I came here to find," and then they're going to leave, mm. which it increases your abandonment rate, which is called the bounce rate, which Google looks at that metric. And eventually, they're going to say, "Hey, a lot of people come for this one word, and it's not a good experience because they're leaving. So, we, they're probably not a good experience for these other words, and so it can actually have more, do more harm than good over time."
1: So, so like, there's such thing as a negative SEO strategy.
0: Um, yes, but I wouldn't call it that in that context because there is actually literally something called negative SEO, which where you go purposely do bad SEO against your competitor's domain to make Google think like they're doing it on their own, doing old school SEO. And then you, you're the, the strategy is that you do such a bad old school job at SEO that Google says, Hey, these guys are. Doing shady things, they're trying to game our system. Even though it's not them, but we think it is, and and being them. So there is negative SEO, but that's not what I'm. So
1: so this is like it, it, it has neck This particular thing could have a negative impact on your
0: SEO strategy.
1: It could be worse than just doing nothing if you do it wrong.
0: Yeah, you know if you align your message and your targets too far off topic from what you can monetize, then you're not going to rank for what you can monetize.
1: So is that is this a a problem or an issue that and I have no idea here that that has a ar- arisen with SEO because like not kidding like I don't I don't look at my customer service inbox anymore right but like when mm-hmm. I did look at my customer service inbox it was like one or two times a week we would get pitched SEO services SEO yeah right? and like is that is that one of the things where like is a legitimate concern from people of like oh if I hire some random person to do my SEO, are they going to get me a result, but that result be for the wrong thing and be negative? Like, does that happen or no?
0: Yeah 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 for sure there there's there's a huge because SEO takes time to to do it properly like, like the abbreviated explanation of why it takes time is you know you got to do all this content research which can which can take weeks you got to or, or the keyword research which can take weeks then you move to the content research which can take weeks then you have to start building the content which can take weeks you know during that you're improving the website's page speed and mobile friendliness so like you can easily be 6 to 8 weeks into this before you actually start rolling out anything publicly Then it takes time for Google to see the content and and it takes even more time for you to build up enough content because it's not like you can just snap your finger and have a hundred great posts. And so it's just a slow process. Now, because of that, there are people out there that can still sell the smoke and mirrors or there are the SEO companies that just have not adapted to you know, more quality controlled processes instead of quantity. So in 2012, Google came out with an algorithm called Penguin, which tackled bad backlinks, but there's still SEOs out there pitching backlink quantities instead of backlink quality. Mm. So yeah, anytime anybody comes in and says, I can, you know, one huge red flag is if they say 30 days, right? Because there's just so much that goes in SEO that it ain't going to happen. The other thing is, you know, guarantees because it's such a dynamic thing that takes a long time. If they're saying I'm going to guarantee it within, you know, e- even sixty days, there's just too much to go into it to do anything in that short of time.
1: Mm. Is SEO against face or against Google's policies in any way,
0: or do um, they encourage the it? concept? The concept, no. Okay. Uh, the practices of some people, yes.
1: But but like they have no problem with you optimizing t- to rank at the top,
0: right? No, I, as long as you it, abide it, within their guidelines. Yeah. If anything, um, you know, the 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 better you optimize a website, the better user experience it is, the better it makes Google look good. So yeah, if you follow the guidelines and play by the rules, um, they have no problem against it. Now it's not there are certainly the people that don't play by the rules right, and right. try and cut corners, but yeah, the concept in general, no, it's totally fine. Okay.
1: Before I go into my next question, one more time, you got a workshop coming up. You kind of know your stuff. Where can people go?
0: Damonburton.com Damon slash workshop.
1: Damonburton.com, guys, Damonburton.com slash workshop, and we'll have, have the workshop on there. We'll link that down in the description as well, so go check that out. Um, it's so fascinating, so fascinating. Okay, I think for me, one of the big uh, concerns that I had in the past, right, and like the more I like grow and like understand business and understand people and like well, SEO, just worth working with you. I'm like, oh, this is like kind of less and less of a concern for me. But I know for a lot of people out there, it's like, mm, they have have questions like this. So I feel like, hey, I'm doing SEO, but well, I'm not, but like if I were right, hey, like well, I'm doing SEO here, <laughs> my competitors most likely are also gonna be doing SEO, right? Mm-hmm. Like and not and not in all cases, but like hypothetically, especially for more competitive things, right? On yeah. physical products and, you know, things that like everybody's searching. How do I outrank my com- competition? Like, how do I make sure essentially, like w- if I'm a smaller player in a big pond, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How do I still make sure that this SEO strategy is going to be effective and that I am going to get any traction whatsoever and not just be drowned out by, a bit, you know, somebody a with guys, a bigger budget, yeah. a, you know, more content team, like things like that. Is that more of like, Hey, pick your niches or are there ways to actually do that? Like, how does that work?
0: Yeah. You, you, you would start with what you could monetize the quickest. So where the least competition is. So when you do the keyword research, you look at, okay, uh, ideally what has the highest search volume with the lowest amount of competition. And so you can look at competition a couple of different ways. Um, you know, through the AdWord planner, you can look at the quantity of searches and it gives you like a quote unquote level of competition, but that competition is largely based on, how competitive it is to bid on that word, but we're not bidding. But you know, there's some correlation, like overlap into, into how competitive it is. But the other thing you can look at is you can just go to Google on a desktop. Now this won't work on a mobile, but if you go to a desktop and you type in the keyword that you think you want to monetize, it'll give you a quantity below the search box of how many websites you're fighting against. So you can actually look at how many other sites show up for your thing. Now the second level of competition that you can look at is, okay, let's say you're a retailer. Now, if you have a low amount of competition, but the first two people are Amazon and Walmart, those are big boys you're fighting against. So your best chance is you're going to be number three. So you look at the quantity and actually who is showing up. So the, the nice thing about SEO, you say, okay, well, can I even get there to begin with? Am I fighting against guys at the big budget? That's a nice thing. You're not doing paid ads. You're not fighting against a budget so you can get there hmm. if you have better quality now sure there's some variables in there you know do you have the time to produce content or do you have to allocate that for a budget but in theory you have the potential to you have an even playing field against anybody and so it really boils down to who is doing things better wow. and most consistently
1: well that's super interesting yeah i didn't even think that cuz like You think paid ads, and when you think paid ads on Google or you think paid ads on YouTube or even on Facebook, right, a lot of the campaigns that you can run are bid-based, right? Mm Auction-based, like who's willing to pay the most. I think look at, you know, Google ads, and it's like, you know, who's willing to pay the most for that top spot for the keywords, right? But with SEO, you're not doing that. It does come down to quality and, and how well you know your rankings and your keywords, huh? Okay.
0: There's, an, there's an, an indirect benefit too. So even though I don't play in the paid ad worlds, I'm just the SEO guy, there is some benefit to paid ads via SEO. So you, know, uh, you talk about how it's a, a bidding process, but there's also another part to that. It's your, your ad quality score. So how relevant is the text in your ad to the landing page? How uh, applicable is the landing page text to the search query. So that's a little bit different than than on Facebook ads. So because Google is part of Google's quality score on paid ads, they'll look at, okay, if somebody searches keyword ABC, does the landing page also talk about ABC or does it talk about XYZ? So by improving the relevance of your content, improving the quality of the content, and then because through SEO, you're making your website load quicker and you're making it more mobile friendly, that can actually benefit your paid campaigns too because it's a better ad score, better user experience, and decrease your cost per click
1: huh, gosh, there's so many things. Like, there's so many things you don't even think about until you actually, like, actually think about them, right? Like, it, it, mm-hmm. <laughs> like and actually understand what's going on there. Okay, um, I got two more, like, angles or two more sets of questions to kind of come at you here. Um, yeah. First, like, why you in when it comes to SEO? Like, wh- I, I I know that, like, you have 13 years of experience, but I want to, like, dive mm-hmm. further into your credibility in the sense of I'm looking for an SEO strategy, you know, person A, I'm looking for an SEO strategy. I'm looking for someone to come in and and potentially do this for me or whatever. What makes you so good? What makes you different? and like what is your process of look or working with someone actually look like?
0: Do I get points for having a beard? Yeah
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I can't grow a beard. So automatically, yes, you, you get points. But.
0: So, so the, the the biggest thing is transparency and setting expectations. So I don't take on every client that comes to me. Sure, I'd like more business, but I want to make sure that it's, it's a campaign that I feel like we can bring results. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to be very clear if this is a yes or no. And then during that process, I'm going to be very clear on setting expectations. So if you come to me and say, hey, you know, I want to do this for three months, I'm going to say no, because this is going to take at least 12 months. So I don't want to sign up for anything. And I don't want anybody to sign up with me unless I'm confident in the results we can achieve and the willingness of the client to have the patience to allow us mm-hmm. to build those results. So then during that process, the the other side of that equation is setting expectations. So I don't just be like the other SEO guys that say, it's going to take 12 months because I want to lock you in a contract. I say it takes 12 months because I have to do all of this stuff. Here's what this stuff is during month one. We're going to do this. Months two through four, we're doing this. Months five through six, we're doing this and six plus we're doing this. So I'm going to let you know very clearly what we're doing and during that process, how we gauge progress. And so, you know, all, a lot of, not all of them, but a lot of the other guys, you know, as soon as they say our process is proprietary or they, start to bury you with jargon and too specific, of you know, SEO terminology. I take the opposite path. The more that I can educate my clients, the better they can help me help them drive a successful campaign. Hmm.
1: That's super. So do you ever worry about just giving away your strategy and then somebody going and implementing it? I mean, this is totally random question. I'm
0: just, no, not at all. So for me, you know, I'm at a point in this game where, um, I'm I'm not the budget provider anymore. And so I understand that if budget is a concern that it, it won't make sense and that's fine. And so if I can help the, you know, if anybody can take all my stuff, like I post on LinkedIn all the time, like here's how to do this specific thing on SEO and here's the free answer. And I don't send them to a landing page and I don't have a call to action. And I don't send them to a funnel. I just give the answers because the type of person that can take that answer and go implement it is not my client anyway, mm. but I help them. So that's cool. Yeah.
1: I think that's really important for a lot of people to understand too. Somebody asked me, I mean, and you know me, I I teach everybody everything, right? I just get on Mm -hmm. Facebook lives and teach and teach and teach. But um, somebody asked me, they're like, Josh, how much, like when it comes to client work, when it comes to finding like high value clients and things like that, how much teaching is too much teaching? And I said, well, you know, the type of person that is going to hire you for your services, not for, not by your course you know, not, not go do it themselves, but like actually pay you to do what you do best. They want to know that you actually do what you do best, right? Like they actually Mm -hmm. want to understand that process. And I think that like that concept right there of like, Hey, if you show someone, I know what to do, here's how to do it. Here's what I would do. Here's what it would look like. They're going to be like, okay, there's obviously a whole lot more to a campaign than just that one part. And Mm -hmm. you've built the trust there. So I think that's super, super
0: cool. Well, it's, it's, you and I have the same relationship on the other side, you know, you and I are working on a project and I could probably do everything that you're doing, but I have other things I want to focus on. Right. That's my client too. I don't want the person that comes to me and says, well, I'm just going to read all your stuff and do it on my own. Like good luck with that because I don't know how one person is going to tackle the, the, the efforts of my team of you know nearly two dozen so like if you have the time and the patience to do it all on your own then like more power to you i'm gonna help you out right. here's all the answers but the people that value their time more then those are who i'm gonna work with nice
1: okay all right i got one uh, like final set of like questions thing down here and i know that like i know that this is going to vastly vastly ba- like vary but i want mm-hmm. just like and use feel free to use specific examples i know we, we talked about it at, at, at roughly at the beginning but like to the person that's there i, I want to kind of get like tangible as far as results that like could hypothetically be expected on an average campaign because like, yeah i think a lot of people are they're just separated from the fact especially in the click funnels world right because you know click funnels isn't great for SEO, right? Like, and so like when we just have our site up on, uh, on Google, we're not getting traffic, right? Like we're not just having people come and search it. And so for like, if you do have a well done SEO website and you, you know, do take the time, you have a good product, right? You're not a complete newbie, not a complete beginner simply by, you know, optimizing that and putting a basic SEO strategy in place. Right. And I, I understand that this is, not necessarily the type of clientele that you work with, right? But like, mm-hmm. let's say I am brand new. I am a brand new website, right? And I am in pick, you pick the niche, pick whatever it is. Like, are we talking, hey, in six months from now, you could have 300 visitors a day completely organically visiting your site. Or you could expect maybe even up to a 1,000 visitors a day because for some people that's like it that's a huge number right they're like i don't have 300 people visit my website ever for the history of mankind unless i run a paid ad to it right so it's like yeah what, what ballpark like rough metrics like rough areas like hey like no these are real numbers that like real people are getting roughly in yeah give example industry for example
0: Yeah. So, so there's a lot of things to touch on, on that. If we just want to start with an answer of one example. So I have a client that is service-based They're in online marketing, none of what you do, none of what I do, they're not in SEO space, they're in Amazon consulting. And so they went from, you know, brand new website to over the course of three to six months, an average of about 200 visitors a day. And then another two months later, they're up to 500 a day. And then now, then they just doubled again up to a thousand a day within a year so that that's entirely free traffic thousand a day now what you said before you pitched me the question though is exactly the scenario and it's gonna that it's gonna vary and here's why it's gonna vary um so it's gonna vary first depending on what your industry is something like weight loss and real estate is massively more competitive than selling a blue widget and so it's going to depend on what the industry is it's also going to depend on the the demographics and geographical limitations so are you selling that thing in just a city Mm. or are you targeting a city versus a state state versus national national versus international obviously the broader you go the more people you're fighting against the more competition then the other thing is is it depends on the market cap of that industry so this is largely this you know similar to the first answer but certain industries have more people searching that thing yeah other industries have less people searching that thing so it depends on that but maybe the last way i could generalize the answer is that most of my clients their organic sales make up 60 to 80 percent of their entire revenue Wow. Okay. So it is, it is,
1: I I think, I think the big thing, and and I'll kind of end with this and your thoughts on this, I should say. I think a lot of people like you, you know, use the terminology smoke and mirrors. I feel like a lot of people look at SEO and go, well, let's throw some mud at the wall, see what sticks and hope it works for Mm -hmm. as long as it works. Right. But like from talking to you, it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong here. Like, it sounds like there's an actual, method to the madness like there's an actual proven strategy
0: mm-hmm. that works yeah it's a, it's a very literal step by step process so the problem you run into with other people is is there's so many people out there pitching it like if somebody emails you sign up for my SEO just like you said you used to get them once or twice a week those guys are probably not good SEO guys because i speaking for myself my team doesn't have the time to go splast out generic emails you know we got better things to do to target to a more You know, more defined audience. So anybody just, you know, blindly emailing out is probably not a good agency to begin with. Now, when you can qualify, if you go search Damon Burton Forbes, I've written about a bunch of myths, and I actually have one post on how to qualify a good search engine company, engine optimization company. So like, what are the questions you ask them? So yeah, there's totally the possibility that you could sign up with the wrong group and they're doing old school things. Um, and the other thing though, is you have to have patience. So let's say you find the company that makes sense for you and you feel comfortable with, like if they tell you it's going to take a year, it's going to take a year. Now there's things that you can you can gauge the progress as you're going so it's not like just a light switch flips on after a year. So you should be able to see the forward momentum. Now I recommend gauging that progress by quarters. So you're going to see some things go up by the month. But look at it from a broader perspective so you can see the net trend lines over quarters. So as long as you can benchmark your progress quarter over quarter and keep seeing improvements then then you're on you're on a positive path and then give it that 12 months or whatever your time frame you're quoted.
1: Awesome. Damon, thank you so much for your time and for coming on here and explaining this. Um, Damon. Guys, Damon has a book. I have it here if you're watching on video. It's called Outrank, which he sent me a copy of. He even wrote in, wrote in there wrote me a little note. So, Damon, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, guys, uh, where, where Damon, actually, where can they go and get this book if they wanted to go? It's called Outrank, Your Guide to Making More Money Online by Showing Up Higher on Search Engines and Outranking Your Competition. Damon, where can we get the book?
0: Hit that workshop um, on the thank you page. I'm going to tell you how to get on a Facebook group. And in there, I'll give you a free copy. So go to DamonBurton.com slash workshop and you can score a free download of it.
1: Look at that. DamonBurton.com slash workshop. Guys, go check that out. Not only is the, it going to be the workshop, you said there's a Facebook group as well?
0: Yeah, that's where I'm going to do it. So um, jump in there. Facebook group goes by the same name, Outrank. I'm going to be giving away all the secrets in there.
1: Okay, guys. DamonBurton.com slash workshop. We'll link it down below. You get a free copy of the book. You can attend the workshop. You get to join his Facebook group, get to join. He tells, um, I'm I'm in his group. It's funny. He, he has a lot of, um, SEO jokes, Dam- oh, my, cring- da- my cringy jokes. Yeah. Cringy jokes. We hey, just
0: da- ended, we just ran out, dude, that lasted way longer. than I thought I started as a joke about, um, cause there's some like, okay, here, let me give you an example of one of the bad jokes, right? Josh, where do you hide a dead body? I, I don't know. On page two of Google. <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> They're so horrible. It's actually true though, because <laughs> nobody goes there.
1: Literally, nobody so, ever goes.
0: So, to so somebody nature. posted something about that like <laughs> months ago, and I was like, "Hey, I should make cringy jokes." And so, I actually uh, had one of my VA teams go and uh, I find like fifty cringy jokes, and I and I schedule them for every Saturday morning. But I think actually just last Saturday or Saturday before we were done, I was like, "I'm not investing any more time yeah. in these." <laughs> All
1: right, guys, uh, DamonBurton.com slash workshop. Go check it out. Um, we'll put the links in the description. Damon, thank you so much. Uh, last word of advice for anybody that is like, all right, I got to go. I got to go to get on this SEO thing. Last word of advice for them.
0: Uh, t- t- follow me on LinkedIn. Go hit the workshop. You know, uh, Like I said, I'm, I'm not a sales pitchy person. If you want the answers, I'll give you the answers.
1: Amazing. Damon, thank you so much. Guys. We're back. The interviews are back. This is an amazing interview. We're trying to bring people that actually know their stuff. And uh, one of the things that was has been interesting about working with Damon and like seeing kind of the behind the scenes of SEO, like SEO follows a, a lot of the way that people think. And a lot of the ways that people search and like what they do. So you actually get a a very good understanding of how people like think and act when you know SEO better, um, which is Mm -hmm. super, super cool. So anyway, that is all I've got for you here today. Damon, thank you so much. Guys, as always, hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are going to be the ones that change the world. I love you all. And I will see you on the next episode. Take it easy, fam. Peace. Yo, what's up, guys? You've been listening to the Think Different Theory with myself, Josh Forty, which I like to call a new paradigm of thinking. And real quick, I got a question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message of positivity and making the world a better place is if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this is out on, that you like my stuff, and that I'm doing something right. So if you could take like three seconds out of your day and subscribe, leave a rating, and a review, I would be forever grateful for you. Also, I want to hear from you. I want to know your feedback. your ideas and your questions for future episodes so be sure to hit me up on instagram in the dm at josh 40 or via email contact at thinkdifferenttheory.com